Um, listen, I, you know, I, I didn't go to U of I, but, and I'm, 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 I'm over 50. Am I too old to join Orange Crush? Can I be like an honorary member? How does that work? Yeah, just for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> doubt it. I doubt it. Hello, everyone. My name is Lauren McMillan, and I'm the vice president of the Orange Crush at the University of Illinois. Hey there, it's Steve, and welcome to Holstein and Company, the podcast. For 24 years, I co-hosted the award-winning radio show of the same name. These days, Holstein and Company is a podcast where I get to talk to friends old and new who live in East Central Illinois. So thank you for tuning in, and if you just found the show, please follow or subscribe in your podcast app. I got an email from Nadine. She writes, one of my favorite things on your show was the Nitwit News. My husband and I would always laugh out loud as we listened and drank our coffee. Maybe you should bring Nitwit News to your podcast. Uh, thanks, Nadine, and I'll give that some thought. I will share with you that there is a Nitwit News Facebook page and that I shared the following to that page a few days ago. A Florida woman went absolutely bonkers in her local Burger King after the tomato was sliced too thick on her Whopper. Judith Ann Black, age 77, was arrested after she admitted to police that she threw the Whopper at the worker. You know, it always seems like we hear stories of fast food workers getting food thrown back at them when people aren't happy with their order. I think if I owned a restaurant, I would issue the apron, the hat, and probably a catcher's mitt to the employees. All right, Nadine, thanks for the email. And now on with the show. Well, Lauren, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Are you excited to you're going to be you're going to be done with your sophomore year? So, um when when do you when are you done? When when are your studies done and you can let loose for summer? I will be done around this Friday, and then from then I can go home and start working on the farm, but a lot of my friends will be here till the 17th or that area of the month. And where is home? Where is the farm? So I live in Princeton, Illinois, which is about two hours northwest of Champaign. And uh, tell me a little bit about the family farm. I grew up on a fourth generation Hereford operation where I show Hereford cattle and the national and state level. Um, how many how many head do you have? Does that is that OK to ask that? Yeah, definitely. Actually, we kind of are a more small operation, especially now that I'm kind of rounding out my years as a junior show showman. So right now we have about uh, 15 to 30 head. And then uh, this summer I'll be showing around three to five head. And so this is something that you grew up with. And how many brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and everybody's involved in the farm? Uh, I'm actually an only child. So it's just me and my mom and dad that do the farm. And then kind of when I was younger, my grandparents would help out if my mom and dad had to go on vacation. But honestly, it's just kind of our mom, dad and I job. So it's been a lot of fun and a great bonding experience, I guess, through all of us. Only child. I was listening to, you know who Stephen Colbert is? Yes. The late night guy, one of the late night guys. And I think he is, he's from like a family of 11 kids or something. Oh my goodness. Isn't that something? And so the, somebody interviewed him and said, what's that like? And he's like, well, that was my normal. So I can't tell you what it's like, you know? And so it's like you, you're, you're an only child. So that's your normal, right? Mm, it's totally normal. And it, my mom and my dad and I are all really close. So it makes sense as to you know, me being okay with it because they basically are my siblings in that kind of way. And it's always funny when I talk to my friends about uh, all of their siblings and how many issues are all the fun sibling things you get to go along with when you grow up with them. So it's definitely funny to hear about, but I have never experienced it. Do they come down for, you know, obviously this past year they didn't, but do they come down for a lot of games and, and, and uh, you know, U of I games, basketball, football, and other events at the U of I? 
Oh, yes. I actually am a third generation Illini student. So they are huge Illini fans and they um, always make sure they come down for games and especially basketball. Even when I didn't come to school here, we always had tickets and came to the games. But now that I am here, they come for like the Father's Day, Mother's Day and all of the fun events that U of I puts on. So third, were you kind of pressured into going to U of I, or did you just grow up in in a house of orange and blue, and you just knew, when I go to college, I'm going to University of Illinois? (laughs) Kind of like that second one. I basically grew up in a house of orange and blue, and I always loved it. And going to the games, honestly, was just a great experience for me to kind of, I mean, it formed my love for U of I. And Although I did look at some other schools because I didn't want to just follow my parents' footsteps because I was worried that that's how I'd be perceived. Once I felt I came to school as a tourist, I guess, to kind of see it myself and as a student, um, definitely showed me that this is a place for me and that I was going to make my own name here and be able to grow as personally and as much as I needed to. Did you ever think about an April Fool's prank where you uh, you told, you know, going going like in your junior, senior year in high school, say, I got accepted to Indiana? <laughs> I totally should have. I did not, but that would have been a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you're from Illinois. You go to the University of Illinois, and now you're the new vice president of Orange Crush. And they, they blasted out your photo, and they're very excited for you. You're very excited. But if somebody's listening, you know, we all have heard of Orange Crush. We've all been to games. What? But what? how do you define Orange Crush? What is Orange Crush? Yes, that's a good question. I think sometimes Orange Crush is only known just as the people at the games. And that is really what we you know, are focused on, obviously, is that we're the sixth man of the, of the game. We are the uh, people that energize our boys on the court and really get them excited to play as well, support them in any sort of way that we can. But there's a, another side of Orange Crush that most people don't know about, and it's the Orange Crush Foundation. And that is where we do a lot of grants and sponsorships in any sort of way that we can to support our community as a whole. And that's where we raise money for, like I said, the community so we can support them and not just our players. So this past year, we actually were able to raise two twenty thousand sorry dollars and that has been a great experience just to be able to give it back and now me transitioning into vice president and kind of communicating with a lot of these companies and organizations it's been so wholesome for me to see their gratitude and how they can kind of change their community yeah now to become vice president do you campaign is it something that you have to because you're you're going to be a junior in the fall you have to be at least a junior to be a vice president and then you know, there's a nominating process. How does how does somebody become vice president? And then I'm assuming in your senior year, you'll be president? Um, so actually how it works with vice president is it's basically, so you have the, uh, all of Orange, uh, all of the line I pry, which takes care of all of the Illinois sports. And that is where uh, we have one person that kind of looks over all of the sports and that is our president. And then we have four different sections, which are external, Olympic, black guy, the football um, student section and then orange crush and we have vice presidents that serve on all of those and that's kind of where we get like the vice president from is even though they may be the president of their section they're uh, known as vice presidents since we have someone overall so the way to become vice president is your freshman year if you're really involved you especially from my point of things, you become a crush captain. And so that is where I began, where I got to help with games of like getting people into games and setting it up beforehand and doing that kind of thing during, obviously just only at games, really you kind of get to help a little bit with philanthropy, but not as much. And then this past year, I actually served as the philanthropy chair on our exec team. We have seven exec members 
And from there, you get to obviously be more involved and work a little bit closer with the vice president and see more of what they do and what it takes to be vice president. And then from there, just like getting on the exec team, you have to go through interviews and it's with uh, the current and future vice president, the sorry, president of Illini Pride and then the other junior exec team and senior exec team. So it's a kind of a long process, but it definitely makes sense because it is a big responsibility and you need to make sure that you are qualified for it. Yeah. And really, it's great experience for real life once you get out of college, because so much of real life is putting in time, volunteering, joining committees, volunteering uh, at work or uh, with charitable organizations, and uh, just kind of working your way into other positions, right? That's very true, honestly. And I'm not I'm not going to lie. I honestly did not realize how much work an Orange Crush Vice Presidency really is. I knew I wanted to do it, and I was going to put as much time as needed into it. But until you're in the position and really get to see all the behind the scenes work that this person does, you really don't understand. And so it definitely has been like almost a manager position because I am an ad leadership major and I'm not exactly sure what my future will hold, but I do enjoy management and all of that. So it was kind of cool for this experience for me to kind of do it firsthand and work with some really great people along the way too. So uh, obviously this past year has been a difficult one for everybody, not only as a student, but also as a probably as a member of Orange Crush, right? Yeah, it's definitely been different. Um, like I said, obviously we know that we haven't been able to go to games in person except for the, this last Big Ten tournament and the bragging rights game. And with that, we have all of our Orange Crush members that are all very passionate about Orange Crush. And you can imagine how frustrating that can be when we can't cheer our team on from inside State Farm Center. But Honestly, this past year, though it has not been the normal year, we have still grown closer as an Illini Pride and have been able to, during those times, text back and forth if a game was happening and be like, oh my gosh, did you see that call? Or look what Devontae and Io just did. Like Those kind of things just keeps us connected and has made the year kind of fly by, even though it has been different. Do you feel, uh, in a way, sort of fortunate because you're a sophomore, so you didn't have to deal with the pandemic in your freshman year, and you're not going to be dealing with it, you know, probably not in your senior year. You're going to be able to probably do the full graduation experience. So do do you feel sort of fortunate, I mean, as far as, as fortunate as you can during a pandemic, that you were a sophomore and you're going to be a junior as we go through these pandemic issues? Yeah, honestly, that's something I think about a lot is how fortunate I am of that, because I think about all of those, even high school students that had their senior proms and graduations all messed up because of COVID. And yet I was able to be at University of Illinois, where I made all my friends my freshman year and had the um, experience to go out and see people that I may not know through different organizations and that kind of thing that no, most people don't get to meet people actually in person now. And it's hard for people that are freshmen, especially to make new friends and make their connections and network on, on campus when they can't go anywhere. So having that first year for me to make my initial connections, and even though I'm online, I'm able to still grow those and make more uh, just because I was here a year before. And as you said, and hopefulness that I will be able to have a normal senior and hopefully junior year as well. What was, what was your mindset like a year ago as you were looking at your sophomore year? It was a little hard to look for and be positive toward. I like to say that I'm a very positive and um, outgoing person. And so having something as big, as big as COVID kind of be an obstacle in your path definitely was hard for me to keep that optimistic mindset. But I actually just had a memory on my phone that a year ago today, I actually was able to come back to campus to get all of my clothes that I had left here but um, when leaving for spring break. So having that memory kind of took me back to the feeling of, being home and not knowing what the future will hold and 
what it really will take to, you know, make friends and keep those connections that I have and have a good sophomore year. And, um, definitely was hard to keep my mindset positive, but as we found, um, solutions like zoom and FaceTime and texting, you have, are able to make those connections with people, uh, not only your friends, but teachers, advisors, and all of those things. And has definitely made school as convenient as you possibly can have it during a pandemic. Okay, Lauren, since you brought it up, what's your favorite thing about Zoom learning and your least favorite thing about Zoom learning? So my favorite thing about Zoom learning probably is that I can wake up five minutes before class and be in class and not have to <laughs> not have to walk to class. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> But definitely I do miss about Zoom. Uh, I do miss about in-person things is that I don't get to meet people and actually make those connections. It can be really hard to focus on Zoom class because you may have so many distractions in your room. And especially me who has roommates, I can find myself talking to roommates and not pay attention in class. But when I'm actually in class, you're forced to pay attention. And definitely I was learning more, I think, in past years than I have this year. Um, but I definitely do miss make, making those new connections and friendships and with teachers as well as students in the class. What's your, fa- I know this sounds like a weird question, but I have the opportunity to, I didn't go to U of I, but I spent a lot of time biking through there. I don't live too far away. And so my bike route just, I just like tooling around the campus. I mean, I, I see something new all the time. Do you have a favorite location or building or section or part of the campus? Yes. And this may seem very cliche, but I definitely love being on the quad. Um, just with both Bollinger and Union and all of those buildings out there that are so um, rich in history that that's where our campus started. And that's where, you know, so many years ago where all everyone went to. And I just love being out there because not only for the history, but also for all the people out there that you may be able to see people that, you know, you didn't meet before. And I've definitely made friends where from playing soccer out on the quad out there or playing spike ball or that kind of thing. You're able to make those connections with not only your friends and other people that go to U of I, but I also love walking around the engineering campus just because it's so gorgeous. And they definitely did a great job of making it visually appealing with all of their fountains and rivers and hills. And it definitely has the, I guess the more newer side of campus is what I'd probably call that. And be being a history person and staying close to my roots with our culture. I also love being on South Quad and being by the Bell Tower and Aces Library as well. So I definitely like to be outside. If I had to think of inside buildings, though, um, like places to study, I like studying at the Underground Library because that's just a great place to be. And it's right next to the Moral Plots, which is, I get another niche for our culture. I can't, can't stop myself from doing that. But <laughs> I definitely love walking around campus and seeing all of our fun places. Even Green Street is just another kind of way that you might meet people that you may have never met before. When mom and dad come down for just a visit or mom's weekend or dad's weekend, do you kind of enjoy watching them looking around and seeing new things all the time? Yes, I really do. And it's funny because before I even came to U of I, I'd be like, mom and dad, like when we go to a game, like take me around campus, I want to see it. And they'd be so confused because campus has changed so much since they've been here. So watching them like kind of see it again for the first time, I guess, when I first came to school and seeing all the new buildings was kind of just the same as me. So it's always been a great time to walk around campus with them as well. Yeah, that's awesome. You're their guide because you, you're you the one that's there every day. And it's been years since they went. I don't know which one. Maybe they both went. But uh, yeah, you, you're up to date on everything. Oh, yes. Talk about your summer plans. So you're going to be done with school here real soon. Then, uh, then I'm, you know, as a vice president for Orange Crush, you're going to be working on plans, I assume, a little bit over the summer for the upcoming basketball season. But what else? Like, personally, you're going to work on the farm. 
Yeah. So going off that question, like you said, I will be doing Orange Crush stuff. I'll working with the DIA, hopefully to get plans out there. So we, like I said, we can start off right away, but looking at the summer, I will be living at home because since I do show her for cattle on the junior level, um, I have to be able to be home to work on them every day and take care of them so they can look the best they can be. And Looking at that, I also serve on the National Hereford Junior Board. So there's 12 of us that serve in this board, and it's a three-year term. And with this, we help plan one of our biggest national shows, which this year is a week long over July 4th. And that's kind of where a lot of my time will be going to, is we'll be planning that, I guess finalizing our planning for that, as well as going to several preview shows around the country to give leadership workshops because we're very prominent in helping our members become, you know, great, uh, great juniors and great people through professional development opinions like that. But also not only will I be doing that, I also will be working with early bird feed and nutrition in Goodfield, Illinois, which is pretty close to Peoria, Illinois. And I'll be able to be their communication intern where I get to go to other preview shows and take pictures and communicate with their customers as well as potential customers too. Oh, that'll be fun. So there'll be some photography involved, maybe some social media, stuff like that. Yes, I have grown a close, I guess, interest in communications and doing both. I'm in photography class right now, which I'm truly enjoying, as well as I do a lot of social media and I kind of am starting to like journalism too. So I am a very big people person. So if you get me around people, I will talk and communicate with them as long as possible. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of social media, when you wake up in the morning and you grab your smartphone because it's right by your bed, what's the first app that you open? So I am definitely, it's probably a tie almost between Instagram and Snapchat. I am in that new generation where I do, I stay on Instagram where I post a lot of my own pictures as well as keep up to date with my friends and of course all the funny jokes that go around our social media. But I also am a Snapchat person too because that's where I can communicate with all my friends, um, obviously here at school, but also I go to other schools in my hometown and across the country too. Okay, Lauren McMillan, a couple more questions. These are Orange Crush related. How many are in Orange Crush? A typical basketball game will have how many? Yeah, so our seating um, for the Orange Crush is around, I'm pretty sure, 700 seating down there. So usually we have, those are always filled, especially these past two years with our team getting better uh, as they have grown. But those are usually our seating. And then we have usually people that have a membership but don't always come. So around that 700 to probably 900 range. And do you work on like new cheers, rants, teases? You know, is that like part of... I don't know. How does that, how does that all come together? Because you got to keep it fresh, don't you? Yes, we do. So actually that's one of our executive positions. So as I stated, I was a philanthropy and then we have a communications and then we have obviously the vice president and then two pregame and two in-game chairs. And that is really where our in-game chairs are focused on is the chance that go on during these games. And recently we haven't honestly grown any new chance, but that's kind of one of our goals this year is to have our in-game chairs now that we know how social media can connect people from all around the world even when you're not together um using that to make videos and teach people how to do new chants and then being able to use that in orange crush and get the whole stadium hopefully invo- involved as well listen i you know I, I didn't go to u of i but and I'm, I'm 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 over 50 am i too old to join orange crush can i be like an honorary member how does that work yeah just for you no <laughs> 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 doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> no, honestly, we do not have an honorary um, Orange Crush person. I think it is just students and grad students as well. But we obviously have 
the tickets that are for the whole entire stadium. But you kind of bring up a good point that makes me think of something that would be a cool opportunity to be, because we do have so many alumni that were in Orange Crutch and they love their experience in it as well. So having maybe some sort of thing that, that like that that we can maybe pursue in the future, maybe not this next year, but in future years to get our alumni more involved with Orange Crush because even right now we actually have an advisory team that we are talking to once a month that we're Orange Crush people and very passionate about it where we're learning a lot from them, them more than we ever thought we really could. So maybe having some more Orange Crush alumni opportunities would give us a better chance to succeed too and grow ourselves. Well, before I let you go, what uh, what have been what has been maybe one or two of your most fondest memories, not just with U of I and Orange Crush and uh, you know College of Aces, but just the community in general? That's a hard question. I have so many fond memories. Um, so obviously we're on the Orange Crush page, and I think that being that crush captain as a freshman, and um, I was really good friends with the vice president at the time, and she... Uh, where we were able to sit in the front row right behind the basket of all of the games and every single game I would be able to be on the jumbotron up there and I was cheering we were always yelling and I was always get texts from my family either whether they're there where they were there or not and they'd be like <laughs> I'm seeing more and more than I'm seeing the players on the team like what is she doing <laughs> and so having that personal experience just to like know that everyone is watching the game because if they're texting me, they're obviously watching the game as well as um, being in that atmosphere where I wasn't just, you know, some a prospective student. I was a student in Orange Crush and being able to cheer for my team right there. And at the end of the game, the players walk by you and they, um, you know, shake your hands or they give you a high five. And I remember the first time I did that, I, my, eyes, my eyes lit up and I videoed and I was so, so excited to scream and shaking of excitement. So having like the experience of all of that and even just like the latest experience of our Iowa game that we had before we left for break is the most fresh in my mind. And I just love the atmosphere that State Farm brings. And I know that that's something I'll come back for as well as I'll remember forever. But also looking at U of I and the community as a whole, I remember my first day as a student at U of I and going to classes and being really concerned about, you know, not being able to find my class and what was I going to do as a freshman? No one knows me and I don't know anyone and always being worried about that. But being a part of my 4-H cooperative sorority, um, I was able to make about 50 new friends as I lived in-house my first year, as well as many of the faculty members, especially in ACES, as well as the University of Illinois as a whole, are very caring and want you to succeed and is a really family oriented experience. And that is where I know I'll always remember and be feel like home when I come back to U of I. She is the new vice president of uh, Orange Crush, Lauren McMillan. Hey, I hope you have a great summer and thanks for being on with me. Thank you so much too. It was great to talk with you. All right, that's the show. If you have a comment or question, my email is in the show notes of your podcast app. You can also visit the contact link at Holstein.co. If you are listening in an app and you haven't already, please press the subscribe or follow button so each episode is downloaded automatically to your device. And if you listen in Apple Podcasts and you like what I do, be sure to leave a five-star review for me. All right, that's it. I'm Steve. This was the Holstein & Company podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and I'll see you around town.